0: Hello and welcome to episode 178 of the UK True Crime Podcast, I'm Adam. Today's story, which begins in Aberdeen, spans a number of years and places, and it's a really strange one of how one man blurs the reality between fact and fiction, and his continuous efforts to impress his mum. As always, a huge thank you to all my supporters on Patreon, really appreciate your support. I hope you enjoyed the most recent bonus episode this last week, which covered the murder of Teacher Anne Maguire in Leeds. Before we begin, let's take a quick look at the music we were listening to at one of the key dates for today's story. And let's play our little game again, shall we? The guest of the month, I mean. Anyway, top of the chart was Blurred Lines by Robin Thicke. Quite what these guys were thinking about were those awful lyrics. It's hard to believe, isn't it? But it is a somewhat apt song, or title at least, for this week's podcast. In the US, Pink was number one with Give Me a Reason, and top of the Australian album charts was friend of the show The Buble with To Be Loved. I know what you're thinking. No Christmas in the title. I'm confused. I'm confused too. In the news this month, Robert Mugabe continued to maintain power after winning 142 out of 210 seats in the Zimbabwe election. A giant tarantula with a 20cm leg span was discovered in Sri Lanka. Imagine feeling that one running up your leg as you listen. The French Senate approved a bill for same-sex marriage, and same-sex marriage was legalised in New Zealand. Welcome to the 21st century, guys and the Boston bombing suspects were killed and captured in Boston after four days on the run. In the UK, former Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher died this month, and in true crime news, businessman James McCormick was convicted on three counts of fraud at the Old Bailey after selling fake bomb detectors based on a device for finding golf balls to countries including Iraq and Georgia. If you haven't already, take a listen to my podcast. Covering this amazing story, it's episode one hundred and seven, the Somerset Explosives Expert. So, despite the red herring of the Buble featuring outside Christmas, did you guess the month? It was April two thousand thirteen. So let me ask you this: Do you enjoy the dentist? In fact, does anyone enjoy the dentist? It's not such a strange question, actually, because a friend of mine used to like dentist porn. Yes it is a thing. And he thought I was strange. Moving on, if you are one of those few people that do enjoy your visits to the dentist in any way, you may well have changed your mind after listening to our story today. Before we do start, let me apologise for um, the way I pronounce almost every single name today. I'm certain they're wrong, but hey, it's the story we're here for. Ronnie Barogianis was born in Sweden, in August 1973 to affluent Greek parents, where he lived an ordinary life as an award-only child. Ronnie obtained a dentistry degree from the University of Malmo in 2003, where the Faculty of Odontology at Malmo University is, as you no doubt know, one of the world's leading institutes for dental education and research. Once he had completed his studies, Ronnie returned with his family to Greece, Eventually opening several dental practices in Thessaloniki. However, the Greek economy was going through a difficult period at the time, and this caused Ronnie to rethink whether this was a long term viable plan. Did he need to go elsewhere? Ronnie's mum, Ellie, played a big role in his life both financially and emotionally, always showing him great love and understanding and encouragement, but also providing him with the much-needed capital for his dentistry ventures. Ellie could never do enough for her only son, and Ronnie did everything possible to please her. The pair were very close, they spoke often, they had no secrets between them, or so it seemed, and he kept her abreast of almost everything he did. Ronnie was always keen to seek his mum's approval, and very concerned that she was happy with what he was doing and his decisions he was taking and she supported his plans to move his dental businesses out of Greece to the east coast of Scotland in Aberdeen. And it was his mum who invested the 400k into a private dental practice in Aberdeen shortly before Roddy arrived in Scotland to run it at the start of 2013. But by March 2013, just two months after the clinic opened, the NHS Grampian conducted an inspection at his Don Dental Clinic and Research Centre, and the surgery was found to have a very low standard of hygiene. The standard in the clinic fell well below national standards. Staff training was found to be patchy at best, record-keeping was poor, and there was evidence of dental instruments not being sterilised properly. Three dentists, all of whom had obtained their qualifications overseas, quit their positions at the practice following the inspection and the poor results resulted in NHS Grampian writing to over 900 patients who'd attended the surgery for treatment to inform them of a risk of blood-borne infections from their treatment, including HIV and hepatitis. Clearly for a new business, this was not the greatest publicity in the world. Reacting to this news, Ronnie spoke to the local press, saying We've invested £400,000 of our own money to get the clinic up and running and fitted out and we believe it to be one of the best equipped in Aberdeen. We hope that in time we can show that we are providing the very highest of dental standards. But then there was some even bigger news, and bad news for Ronnie, when the General Dental Council pointed out that there was no dentist with the surname Bagarijanis on its register. The inspection prompted a further investigation by police of staffing arrangements, and it was then discovered that Ronnie had been working at the practice as a dentist without General Dental Council registration. A spokesman for the GDC said, By law, all dentists, dental nurses, dental technicians, clinical dental technicians, dental hygienists, dental therapists and orthodontic therapists must be registered with the GDC to work in the UK. This is to ensure that only appropriately qualified and skilled dental professionals a part of the dental team looking after their patients. Baragianis claimed he had paid around £600 to the General Dental Council in October 2011, while still resident in Greece in readiness for his move to Aberdeen, but the papers just hadn't come through in time. It was an admin error, he said. And despite that, he said he just stepped in to help out at the surgery when they were busy. On the 28th of August 2013, the General Dental Council, the Scotland Police and the Procurator Fiscal obtained a prosecution against Borogianis in the Sheriff Court under Section 1 of the Dentist Acts of 1984. This accused him of practising dentistry in the UK illegally and commanded a fine of £500. He pleaded guilty to the charges in 2012, but later claimed that he only worked for just one day without the correct paperwork. A spokesman for the GDC said that Ronnie had applied two or three times, but not a single application was complete. Ronnie, aged 40 at the time, said, This whole thing has been terrible. I made a stupid mistake and it's been a very difficult experience for me. I would have to start my career all over again. I'm sorry about what happened. I haven't worked as a dentist in more than two years, but I made a mistake and it was wrong. You have to pay for your mistakes? then hopefully I can move on from this. Ronnie said he'd been answering calls at reception since the case was brought to light. He said, I've been sitting here in civilian clothes just so no one can mistake me as a dentist. NHS Grampian conducted two inspections in the end, but Ronnie was quick to tell anyone who would listen that he didn't receive any recommendations from them on how to improve the practice and that NHS Grampian had caused Anxiety and unnecessary worry to his patients. A new and registered dentist was employed to work at the practice once it reopened and Ronnie scrapped his plans to open two other dental practices in the Aberdeen area. Although he continued throughout all this to maintain he was an excellent dentist and what's more, he soon showed that he was determined to prove it. Whilst in Aberdeen, Ronnie worked with another Greek dentist who was qualified and had his GDP papers, called Nick. We'll just call him Nick, I think. And when Nick moved back to Greece, Ronnie began applying to dental practices all over the UK under his name. And it didn't take long until Ronnie had secured a job in August 2013 in Cottingham, near Hull, at the Smiles Hallgate House Dental Practice. He practiced here as Associate Dentist Nick, until well into 2014, earning almost £50,000 and having around 600 patients on his books. In May 2014, Oasis Dental Care bought out Smiles Hallgate House Dental Practice and Nick still continued to work at the practice. He was known amongst his patients and fellow staff for boasting, including that he bought a luxury mansion and that he was marrying the woman of his dreams in Greece and again, telling all whenever he could just what an excellent dentist he was. Now, I know what you are thinking man in his 40s boasting and enjoying talking about himself way too much? Surely not. However, shortly after the bias of the practice, Ronnie really dropped a clangor by sending the new practice manager an email which had his real name on it. Another staff member at the practice was having suspicions about Ronnie, and together, and the practice manager contacted the police with their suspicions. The practice manager then suspended Ronnie from practicing at the surgery in September 2014. After an investigation, DC Lucy Khan knocked on the door of Nick, also known of course as Baragianis, to arrest him in October 2014. Amazingly, when she arrived, Ronnie whispered that she could not come in because his mum was there, And he then told the DC not to call him Nick in front of his mother. Realizing that this wasn't great PR for them as an organization, the Oasis Dental Practice started sending letters to the hundreds of patients who'd been under Ronnie's care to tell them that the dentist that had been treating them wasn't really Nick at all, but somebody else who was actually unregistered with the GDC. Ronnie, meanwhile, had had his Greek passport seized and been released on bail. But in December 2014, He failed to answer bail, and it was suspected that the fake dentist had made a run for it, but without his passport he couldn't have gone that far. After some investigation, it was found from CCTV footage that he had indeed fled the country from the Hull Ferry Terminal just four days after he was granted bail, but using his Swedish passport. DC Khan was on the case and looking for leads, but the best one came from an unexpected source. Ronnie himself. He'd flooded her email inbox with demands for his dentistry equipment back that she had confiscated during the investigation and subsequent arrest. This helped the National Crime Agency and Interpol obtain a IP address for Ronnie. In January 2016, a European arrest warrant was issued and sent to Greek police, as it was assumed that was where Ronnie was hiding out. But the Greek police didn't find him there, However, they did track him down to Sweden, where he was working yet again as, yep, you've guessed it, as a dentist in a dental practice. And back in the UK, the response to the letters sent out by the Oasis Dental Practice showed that Ronnie was not the excellent dentist he made out to be. Several patients came forward to say they'd been concerned when having treatment, they didn't seem to know what he was doing several others reported pretty nasty reactions to the treatment, including infection. One in particular, Lisa Eccles, was back and forth to Ronnie during 2014 over what should have been a simple crown problem. Another woman suffered a severe infection after he performed a substandard root canal treatment and they were among five patients to be left with permanent damage as a result of Ronnie treating them. Lisa Eccles later said, when you go to a dentist or doctor, you never really consider for one moment that somebody working there will not be registered by the relevant authorities or be qualified to carry out their job. You shouldn't have to. When I got the letter through, it all made sense. He didn't seem to be knowledgeable in the work he was doing on me and on one occasion when he was trying to fit a new crown, he kept going out of the room and asking other people. It was a very painful experience. I was in agony. The measurements were obviously wrong, it didn't fit properly, so it would not screw far enough into the gum. He was trying to get it to fit for around an hour and a half. It was really painful and he was really struggling. He kept going out of the surgery and coming back in and starting again. He couldn't get it to fit. It really left me traumatised and I couldn't face going back to the dentist for a long time. It just made me wonder who I could really trust. The practice did refund me for the work I'd paid for in relation to the treatment from him, which amounted to around £1,000. But now I have a new dentist, and it looks like I may have been left with some long-term damage. Another woman fell foul of Ronnie's dodgy dentistry, with him extracting the incorrect tooth. And another, when she found out, said, I was absolutely livid. I simply cannot understand how on earth he was able to get employment at the surgery and worked there for a year. The woman said that Ronnie was surprisingly convincing of his excellent dentistry when he was treating her, but she got a surprise several months later when the crown that Ronnie had fitted flew out as she sneezed. Ronnie was extradited from Sweden and accused of eight counts of assault occasioning actual bodily harm, which he denied, although he eventually admitted five counts of ABH against his patients, practising fraudulently under an assumed name. David Godfrey, his QC, said that Ronnie had applied to the GDC several times for registration, but when it had not been forthcoming, he developed the idea of a false identity out of desperation. He added, This is when the deception started. The weight of what was going on around him caused him to fail professionally. He made an utterly foolish decision and will feel the full ramifications of his actions. Ronnie, who by now was 44, was sentenced to five and a half years in prison at Hull Crown Court. Passing sentence, the judge said, This sort of case, although an isolated example of serious criminal conduct by a devious, profoundly dishonest and utterly incompetent dentist, inevitably affects the confidence of the public in dental surgeons. You've damaged the standing of your profession, but I doubt it will be your profession for much longer. You've caused significant harm to your victims by the crimes you committed. You are a disgrace to your profession. And DC Lucy Kahn later said, He was so pleasant, convincing, and charismatic. Obviously, an educated man. But he believed his own stories in the own little world he created. All along, he would say, I'm an excellent dentist. But he was in a massive position of trust and he abused that trust. His mother played a huge part in his life. She provided all the capital. And she was the thunder behind the success. But he was an only child who just wanted to keep his mum happy. He is a shrewd and canny man but very likeable. She thinks this is why the Hallgate House Dental Practice took him on and liked him. People all spoke highly of him but he lied about everything. She continued, It is really questioned their vulnerability in placing trust in someone even when they had to go back time and time again, got infections and had to go back again. There was not a mention of anyone saying, this isn't right, because people trust dentists. He caused permanent damage and a lot of trauma, and there are people who now won't go back to the dentist. I hope that the jail sentence will prevent others from operating as bogus medical professionals, she said. So what do you make of what we've heard today? A slightly lighter case than normal. I think there's a uh, there's enough in the world that's going on, isn't it? <laughs> Just need a bit of light relief sometimes. But although it is light relief, I guess really we're lucky that he didn't kill someone because he certainly could have done access to the anaesthetic and everything else that the dentist has. And what a strange case all round. Why did Ronnie consistently pursue this dream of dentistry? Was it really all just to make his mum happy? Or for his personal self-worth? It's hard to know. And like I said, although it's easy to laugh at this hapless dentist flitting from place to place we are lucky that we're not talking about him actually killing someone thank you for listening to this episode of the UK True Crime podcast to discuss this story or any other aspect of UK True Crime please head over to the Facebook group where there are now almost 30,000 of us, yep 30,000 and to support the show why not join me on Patreon that's patreon.com slash UK True Crime where you will find over 30 bonus episodes and other exclusive content you will also gain access to the Facebook group purely for Patreon members that's patreon.com slash UK you know it makes sense so that's it for me for today thank you so much for joining me and taking the time to listen to this podcast I know that when you've got box sets to watch Netflix Games to play, DIY. There's a big demand on your time. So it's even more. (laughs) So I'm even more grateful that you've listened today. Okay, what am I talking about? Time to go. So please stay safe, stay inside, but most of all, stay classy. Cheerio. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts.